I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother and my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80 and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and today my co-host is Fox Occupational Therapist, Katie Cooper. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Can you break down your region? You are in New Jersey Central 3, so give us a geography lesson. All right, so there is a Central New Jersey. There's some debate, but I live here. It's it's real. Um, We're we're mostly Somerset and Hunterdon County, so kind of the middle of the state bordering on Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Any landmarks near you? Um, so we have the Clinton Red Mill. It's a pretty historic landmark in New Jersey. We have a lot of parks and hiking. But if someone yeah. would ask you, where where is that? Would you say, hey, it's next to the or it's near the? Um, or do you say I we're say, we're near I Pennsylvania? Say, I say, yeah, I say like we're close to the border of Pennsylvania. Yeah. OK. Like 30 minutes from Pennsylvania. I'm in a good spot. Well, I'm from P.A., I live in New York City, and when I drive to Pittsburgh to visit family and friends, I'm usually through that area. Yeah, yeah. So next time I'm driving through, I'll wave to you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Katie, can you take us through a typical day and week for you? Because we're we're setting up the premise. I'm kind of like not telling everyone what the show is about just yet. Should should I tell them what, what the show's about, or should we hold off on it? What do you think? Should we dangle? Okay, so today we're going to talk about work-life balance. All right, there I said it. And this is an interesting Petri dish because this episode is not being broadcast during the the last couple of weeks of December, but it is being recorded during the last couple of weeks of December. It's December, what day? I see, I've even lost, it's December 22nd. So we are recording this on December 22nd at the moment. December is kicking my butt. I always <laughs> I try everybody. to beat December. I never can defeat December, ever. No. So I think this is the best time to have a work-life balance conversation because, my God, I need one. Anyway, all right, so that's that's what the show's about. It's about work-life balance. And I think if you're in any profession, this podcast is good for you to listen to today. Absolutely. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Everybody needs that work-life balance. All right. So back to my original question. Katie Cooper, Fox Occupational Therapist, take us through a typical day and a typical week for you. Uh, I feel like there's no typical day or week for me. (laughs) Um, I'm a mom as well. So like just, you know, balancing kids along with work is something that I am always factoring in my schedule. Kids, plural? Yes, I have two girls. Can two you give kids. me ages? Because that will say two, a lot. Two and a half and six. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the two and a half. Like you could have said six and I'd have been like, okay, two and a half. I'm like, 
Whew, God bless you, Katie Cooper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she keeps me on my toes, that's for sure. Yeah, so, and then I, I'm also a regional quality assurance liaison. So I balance kind of working with my patients as well as kind of helping out my team with clinical documentation and all those types of questions. Um, so, you know, every day I wake up, I'm kind of getting my kids out the door and then kind of checking in my schedule, making sure my patients are where they should be. I'm where I need to be. And any questions that come in, I'm answering in a timely manner. I have meetings, you know, throughout the day, just kind of every, every week's a little different. So when I was younger, I never thought about work-life balance. I just grinded it out. But then as you get older and as you have kids, you say to yourself, whoa, like what's going on here? My life is totally out of balance. So when did it hit you? At what point? Or maybe you're a genius, Katie. Maybe it hit you right out of college. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I've always struggled (laughs) with work-life balance. Um, But I think probably after my first daughter was born and I really had to kind of change priorities and figure out how to help her, you know, take care of her and, and raise her, but also have my own life. Um, and I, I love my career. I chose occupational therapy in seventh grade. So I have been wow. in this Can we, can we stop there for a second? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you choose occupational therapy in seventh grade? I was in Girl Scouts and we did some badge about women in science or something like that. And there was an occupational therapist that came to talk to us. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. That's incredible. <laughs> like through yeah. high school, through college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to be a a professional baseball player in seventh grade. That never happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's a rare, uh, rare occurrence. But for me, it kind of just fit and and has been that way since. All right. So you love being an occupational therapist. You have Mm -hmm. your first kid and this is the first time in your life you start thinking about work life balance. Yeah. Yeah. No longer can I work all night and take care of a kid and take care of myself. That's Mm -hmm. just not feasible anymore. So, um, I actually worked with a health coach to kind of get myself back in order and, and, uh, you know, find myself again and can and you, figure out how to yeah, work. take me yeah. through those conversations. Yeah. Oh, it, I still think about that time. Uh, you know, she, she helped me kind of figure out what my priorities were and how to, you know, fix my re- nutrition. So I, my body felt good again and get my energy back. And then I could just kind of, find my way, you know, and, and find that balance again. So what do you do? Do you list your priorities? Like what's most important to you? What sort of medium important to you? Yeah. So we, you look at kind of like, so I'm actually, I actually just finished training to become a health coach. So there's 12 areas. You're perfect for this podcast then. (laughs) There's 12 areas we look at. It's called our circle of life. And you look, you kind of rate them. It's similar to what we do in therapy too. You kind of rate your goals and what is important to you as a, and what you want to work on. Um, so you find your strengths and then you find the areas that are kind of off, off balance and what you want to work on. And then you, you focus on those and, and figure out how to take care of those aspects of your life. Can I have a, a session with you now? Yes, let's go. <laughs> so my problem is when it's the end of the workday, I can't get my brain to stop. 
So I'll be making Mm -hmm. dinner. I know I'll even be eating dinner with my family and I'll think about things that I have to do the next day. So Mm -hmm. is there a way to just flip the switch off? Yeah. So, so that's like part of kind of the stress cycle. So, you know, we have these like stressors throughout our day and it can be, you know, things you have to do at work or it can be global pandemic or it could be your kids, you know, and, and because evolutionary wise, we used to have to, you know, fight or run or freeze to protect ourselves. That's kind of what our body, our body goes into that response, but we don't know how to turn off that response nowadays. You know, before it used to be, okay, I'm safe. I'm in my cave. The (laughs) lion is gone (laughs) and I can go about my day, but we are constantly bombarded with these stressors all day long. We're just on this cycle and this loop and we have to turn it off. We have to shut it off. So there's some easy ways you can do that. Um, All right. I need, the, first, I need these easy ways, Katie. Yeah. The first one is movement. So a walk, you know, a nice leisurely walk outside, preferably. So get some nature, not something like an intense cardio workout, because that's just another, str- that can be another stressor on your body, but maybe some yoga or swimming or walking, something that's kind of relaxing in nature. Another one is breathing. So there's tons of different breathing exercises out there. The one I like is box breathing. So you just envision like a box. Uh-huh. And at the top, you you breathe for four seconds. You hold it for four seconds. You exhale four seconds, hold for four seconds. And you kind of just envision this box going four seconds each way. And then how do you know when you've done enough laps around the box? So usually you need to do like five to seven cycles. So like one to two minutes, which doesn't take very long. And then you should notice like heart rate coming down. Um, I notice just kind of an an overall calm in my body when I do it. And you just feel a little bit more relaxed. So you feel it like after you're doing these laps around the box, you're like, Oh, wait a Mm -hmm. second. Like it is turning off now. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. All right. I like that. Good one. Yeah. Give me another one. one. 20 second hug with someone you truly trust and and care about. Oh, and you count it 20 seconds. I like that. Yeah. I've got two kids. I'll give them 20 second hugs. There you go. Yeah. It'll be good for your kids and for you. How do you know when you're being stressed out? So for me, I definitely start to feel it. I am exhausted when I'm stressed out. Like I just have no energy at the end of the day. I snap at my kids or my husband more than I should or you know, I shouldn't at all, but I definitely feel like I get to the end of my rope a lot quicker than Mm -hmm. I would normally. Um, and yeah, for me, like I start to get more red in my face. I feel like I can feel the tension in my shoulders and I just feel off. And then that's when you need to call the timeout and do one of these exercises or tips. Well, that's probably when I'm too far, not too far gone, but like it's been like a couple days of not taking care of myself. Uh, that's okay. when I know I need to employ some like real self-care. I need to get sleep. I need to go, you know, sit and meditate or read a good book or do something I truly enjoy. That's when I haven't been doing those steps to end my stress cycle on a regular basis. See, before we talked about mental health openly. Like, I feel like we talk more about it now than we did 15, 20 years ago. Whenever I would have those little me moments where if I Mm -hmm. played guitar or I watched 15 minutes of TV, I thought that I was being a slacker. 
I'm like, nah, like I should really be working. I shouldn't be doing this. But now mm-hmm. after having these types of conversations, you're like, no, those little me moments are actually healthy for you. Yeah, it's so important. And I, a lot of people think of like self-care and me time as like, I got to go to the spa and get a massage or get my nails done, like something expensive, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be picking up your guitar. It can be reading a book. It can be something that is meaningful to you that doesn't cost anything. Now you talked about nutrition, Mm -hmm. which I don't think about when you're talking about work-life balance, but how does nutrition and diet figure into all of this? Yeah. So I think you know, we're learning more and more about gut health and how important it is to our brain and our body because it processes 90% of our hormones. So if we're not properly processing our food and all the hormones in our body, it's going to affect how we're feeling just in general and how our brain is functioning. So figuring out, and everyone's different, you know, we're all individuals. So One diet works for one person. It doesn't work for another. So you have to figure out what works for your body. For me personally, like dairy and gluten don't work for me. So I remove those from my diet most of the time. But I also like to live by the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time I, you know, eat very healthy. I take care of myself. 20% of the time I'm going to eat what I want and not feel guilty about it because the guilt can also affect how you feel you know, and and that adds to the stress. And you don't want to be stressed out about what you're eating either. Would you call it a balance? Yeah, it's a balance. (laughs) Exactly. You know, because it's a it's a holidays right now, not when this comes out. But right now it's the holidays. And I don't want to be stressed out at my family holiday event about what I'm eating. But then the the week following, you know, I'm going to be back to my normal habits. So one of my problems is leaning too heavily in one direction. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like working out, if I get into a good workout routine for three or four weeks, then that's all I want to do. Yeah. Or if I'm doing this steady flow of work, then I don't want to do anything else. I just want to zone in on work. So when I'm starting to lean, how do I stop leaning in one direction? I think it's a lot of kind of checking in with yourself. Like, okay, how much time have I spent on this one activity? How, you know, where am I right now? And just kind of finding when you are leaning that one way, okay, I need to take some time out and do something else and kind of find that balance again. Um, you know, and you also using a planner and like scheduling out your day. If you schedule in the, those, that me time and those things that you like to do, it's more likely to happen. Um, so you, so you recommend a- writing it down to make yourself yeah. accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Writing it down. You're going to see it. You're going to try and make that time happen you know, just like a meeting in your schedule, you're, you're not going to miss your meeting. But if you right. schedule that gym time or you schedule that time with your family, like it's more likely to happen. And what we have at Fox, we can easily put that into our schedule mm-hmm. in, micro, yeah. in Microsoft Teams. Exactly. Like if yeah. someone's looking to schedule me for a meeting, they're like, why is Jim unavailable for those 15 minutes? Because I'm taking me time. I need it. I need right. it to stay sharp. <laughs> yep. So, Katie, I'm assuming. This is a work-life balance is something you never fully achieve. It's something you constantly have to be aware of and manage. Am I right about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a balance. So we're always going to be, you know, in one direction or another, like a seesaw. You're going to kind of go back and forth and you're going to try and find that middle. And it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be things that come up in our lives. 
And, you know, now after doing this for, I've been really focusing on this for a little over a year now for myself. And now I feel when I'm getting out of balance a lot faster than I would have a year and a half ago. And I can, I can correct it a lot faster and, and take care of myself more easily. So you want the, the seesaw to sort of stay in the air. Yep. Yeah. Remember when we were kids, there would always be a jerk who would sit on the bottom of the seesaw <laughs> and then the, yep. the kid at the top's like, let me go, let me down. And then and the then jerk, yeah, and then the jerk would jump off. They don't, yeah. they don't do seesaws anymore, do they? I haven't seen. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably for that reason. For the for the younger generation, we're going to have to come up with a new analogy. Yes, we are. Yeah. Katie, will you stick around for one more segment? Absolutely. All right. So we got more with Fox OT Katie Cooper coming up right after this. If you are enjoying today's episode of Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, just a reminder that our clinicians are constantly putting out quality clinical content over on our website, foxrehab.org. And if you go there today, you will find an article recently put out by Katie Cooper, and you could use that as a supplement to today's podcast. The article is titled, How Clinicians Can Achieve a Better Work-Life Balance by Handling Stress. You know, some of you are more visual than others, so if you need a visual component to today's podcast, I highly suggest checking out Katie's article. And within it, she lists five ways clinicians can reduce stress. So if you are interested in perusing this piece, go to foxrehab.org. On the top, look for the link, Fresh Fox Content. Click on the link, Articles, and there you will find Katie's article, How Clinicians Can Achieve a Better Work-Life Balance by Handling Stress. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. My name is Jim Shear. Joined this week by Fox Occupational Therapist, Katie Cooper. All right, so I need to know, Katie, what do you do when you're not treating? All right, so I love to craft. So I, I knit and I quilt. Um, anything crafty that where I can just kind of create, but I need like a pattern. I can't do like, I'm not a painter, drawer. I need like a pattern to follow. Okay. Now, how did yeah. you get into that? Um, college. So in OT school, we paired up with a senior living community across the street and we had to teach the, we were partnered with, um, a resident there and they had to teach us something. We had to teach them something. So my partner taught me how to quilt because I always kind of was interested in it. Um, and they had like a quilting guild and we would go like Tuesday nights and quilt with the senior living, uh, residents. That's awesome. Like you are like full blown OT. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But people may laugh at people who crochet or quilt, but it's like, it's almost like meditation in a way. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Very relaxing. And then you have the finished product, which is so satisfying. Yes. When it's finally done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of music are you listening to? Do you, do you listen to music when you quilt or crochet? No, I usually have like a TV show on, you know, like I'll binge like a Netflix show or something. All right, let's go there then. Which shows are you currently binging or watching? I'm re-watching Schitt's Creek. 
Okay. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I I need like something like very funny, not stressful. Yep. I don't you don't need any drama. Like just make me laugh and you know relax. And if we were in the car right now, and I said, "Hey, I I've got my iPod," and yes, I still. I still have an iPod. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Which song would you want me to play? Oh, um, anything by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Katie Cooper. <laughs> hey, before you go, I want to put you through the acronym challenge. Okay. Now, here's the reason why. When I started with Fox, the first week, I had a gazillion acronyms thrown at me. And everyone's just like acting like I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So how long have you been with Fox? Uh, Almost four years. All right. So you've been here a while. Yep. All right. You've been you've been in the biz for a second. (laughs) So I'm going to give you two acronyms. Let's see if you can get them correctly. And to me, to me, these are like challenging to you. Maybe it's like, duh, of course. But we're going to see. We're going to see. Okay. All right. First one. A-O-T-A. Oh, American Occupational Therapy Association. You are correct. <laughs> How much interaction do you have with the A-O-T-A? Um, I mean, I'm a, I've been a member since college, so but I haven't been like very active, you know, so I get like the emails and I read the newsletters, um, but I haven't been to a conference in a while. So, yeah, what does it mean to be a member um, so you get like uh, the journal articles and they have like a, a magazine that has like, you know, different tips and things that are going on. Um, and then they have their annual conference, which is like amazing to go to. Very inspiring and energizing. Do you have to pay dues? Yes, you do. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. So you're a member. You knew that acronym was like really easy for you. Mm-hmm, All right. N- next one. Last one. A-D-L. Oh, activity of daily living. There you go. See, I I read some journal piece and I'm like, ADL, what's AD? And then I went on Google. I'm like, ADL for healthcare. Oh, okay. Activities of daily living. So Mm -hmm. how often do you use that acronym? Every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) So see, Katie, you passed. You easily passed the acronym challenge. I was nervous. I'm glad I passed. No, you passed. You got it. May, I'm I'm still learning, so but I, I'm happy that you passed the acronym challenge. Me too. I would hate for you to look like a fool on the Live Better Longer podcast. <laughs> but you did the complete opposite. I want to have you back. Awesome. Anytime. All right. So once again, this is airing in 2022. It was recorded during the most stressful week of the year. And Katie brought us peace and serenity. And for that, I thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. Yes. So for Katie Cooper, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. Bye.